1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. So here we are, not quite mid-August, but almost there. What's happening in the office? The office has been, it's, it was a really busy summer. So now's the time where people try to enjoy a week off or two weeks off with their kids before they head back to school. I can't, I, I said the S word and, uh, <laughs> it, it's just a quieter time. But as you drive around the region, you're seeing a lot of sold signs. You're also seeing signs for houses that are for sale that are sitting a little bit longer. And that's because this is the time of year where it takes a little bit longer for houses to sell because people are not here. They're on vacation. They're taking some time off. CNE's going to open in a couple of weeks or in, in the next week. And we're going to start to see things quiet down a little bit as the summer closes off. Now, speaking of closes off, you've got closings happening this time of year as well. What does that mean for an agent? You've got a lot of closing. So agents are busy because there's a lot of handholding that takes place during the times of closing. There's a lot of buyer visits that people want to go out and see the property for one last time. There's there's a lot happening. So, so even, your job isn't done once the deal is done and put to bed and you've got a closing date. Our job is never done. We get calls from people the day they move in, a week, two weeks, three weeks, a few months, because there's always things happening with that property. And a good agent will be around to help you through all of the pitfalls, anything that comes up. We want to be there because we want our clients to know that we're in this with them. They're not on their own after they sign that paper. And what are some of those scenarios that come up just about closing time? You know, as we discussed with Ricky last week, there's a lot that happens at closing. Sometimes people will have left their kids' old toys in the basement or bikes or they left an old desk that they didn't want because they just assumed the new buyer is going to want this desk that they've had for 30 years. So there's a lot of this stuff that happens. Sometimes we have to go in and help them get rid of this stuff or help clean up. Sometimes there's appliances that don't work when people move in and these appliances were working fine when you purchased the house and now you go in and two burners on the stove are not working. So there's a lot that goes on and it's a really stressful time. So we want our clients to you know, rely on us to be able to help guide them through all of this. And that must be part of that process of finding a good, solid, experienced agent, right? Because not everybody will do that. Experience, that's, you know, you hit the nail on the head there because the more experience you have with situations like this, you're going to know how to react to it. So when you have a newer agent, even if that newer agent is able to rely on other people on their team or in their office, then you're safe. But sometimes you get the agents that will be part-time and they'll sell a property and they'll disappear and you can't find them anymore. That's really stressful on the buyer or the seller because they need that guidance. That's why they've gone to a real estate agent. And I think that's it. You, you need that guidance. You need someone just to support you, to guide you, to give you that advice, to say, calm down or no, this is what we can do. This is how we can proceed in this situation. It's We've been there before. You know, like for our buyers and sellers, 
this may be their first or second or third home. We do this 70, 80 times a year. So we've, we've been there before. So we want them to rely on us. We want to be able to educate them throughout every aspect of the home purchase and sale. When we come back, market trends in York Region and beyond. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is the general manager of Remax Realtron, Cam Forbes. Cam, welcome to the show. No, thank you very much, Asif. Nice to be here. Cam, we have seen an, an incredible rebound for York Region over last year, uh, this year. And the summer has just continued to be off the charts. Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing in, in the region. Sure, yeah. So York Region is obviously a large region, as, uh, as you know, SF. And so we've got, uh, you know, different results in different areas. But certainly the theme that you suggested that things have really turned around from uh, last year is, is correct. Really what has happened is that... Um, We've got people with renewed confidence that there is, you know, no uh, price reductions going on or anything. Um, really, we've got a good foundation for growth. On top of that, of course, we've got incredible mortgage rates once again. You know, rates are off uh, from where the peak was in the spring to now you can get a five-year fixed mortgage for uh, just a little bit more than 2.5%, so even as 2, 2.59, 2.69%. So you've got buyers who've got renewed confidence in the in the marketplace. You've got um, prices that had come off the peak of April 2017 in York Region, you know, sometimes as much as 15%. That has stopped. It's, it's, it's plateaued. There's a foundation, and people are now finding it more affordable to be in York Region and that they can purchase. And also with the not only the lower mortgage rates, but the relief for the stress test, I mean, it didn't come down a lot, but now the qualifying rate is 5.19. That just builds consumer confidence. It does, yeah. It certainly adds more buyers to the mix, which fundamentally is good for the marketplace. Now, what about in terms of inventory? We've talked a great deal on this show that there is that lack of inventory. Is that still the case in York Region? Yeah, so York Region, uh, this is where we've got a bit of a mixed situation in York Region. So so generally speaking, there is no markets where inventory is a particular concern. The the higher the price point, the slower the market. So if you look at the, the one extreme, you'd look at like a King City, which has an average price, you know, of about $1.5 million in a more, you know, rural community they have, you know, it's probably one sale for every eight listings that are there. So that would be truly a, a buyer's market and still exists today as a buyer's market. But if you look to overall York region, it really sort of peaked about a year ago as as one sale for every between four and five listings. We're now down to one sale for about three to four listings. So it is back again. Really, one to one sale for every three listings is a seller's market. You get into that three to to five. That's really a balanced market, and over that you get into a buyer's market. So, so Markham, um, Richmond Hill, 
you know, areas within there of, you know, Thornhill, Unionville, those sorts of things. We're getting back to a seller's market in those areas from an inventory perspective. And even through our office, you know, I'm seeing multiple offers, uh, people putting offer dates on their listings again, which we haven't seen this in about 18 months or so. I'm pretty sure it's similar throughout your offices. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we we're seeing more multiple offers. We're seeing people actually uh, hold off on their offers as opposed to accepting them immediately when the property is listed. And it's a normal activity. It's good for sellers. It's good for buyers. It's an organized process. And and yeah, we've it's, it's fundamentally we've got more buyers back in the marketplace. You know, there are homes available for sale. And the one thing again about York Region is there is some choice. You know, so buyers are not feeling there's no choice and they're not quite as pushed as they were in the peak markets, you know, of, of April of 2017, right. Where, where they really were feeling, you know, they, they are having a lack of success in terms of a lot of their offers they were putting in. They were being frustrated by that. They were pushing the limits of affordability. And now a lot of those, you know, hot button, those problems are gone. So they're, they're, they're out there, they're making offers, they're confident they, they can purchase that they can afford, and uh, and that's what you're seeing now, as you said, as if is the is the return of some multiple offers and that sort of thing. And also driving that is buyers are more savvy now, and and the new normal became quite evident when the banks were going in with their appraisals and and not appraising properties that sold for eighty, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars over asking and saying, hey, that's not market value. So buyers seem to be more aware of what the actual market value is and the same with sellers because they don't want to sell and then have a deal fall apart because someone paid a crazy price for it. So we're starting to see that as well, aren't we? We're starting to see people pricing their homes more at market value than trying to get that extra hundred or $200,000 that their neighbors would have got on paper two years ago. Yeah, no, absolutely. We, you know what I've always said in a time where a market adjusts and, and that's what you call it, you know, from the peak of April 2017 to, you know, this year, it, the market has adjusted. Prices had come off. And what happens when prices come off is the buyers are savvy and they go more quickly and understand the fundamentals quicker than the seller. So you get a little bit of this period of time where you've got a, a gap. You've got a gap between the seller saying, hey, my neighbor's home sold for this six months ago. That's what my home is worth when, in fact, it's no longer worth and maybe 5% less, but the buyer knows it's worth 5% less. And then the seller finally is on the market for you know, 60 days. They've had lots of showings and feedback that is just it's not priced properly. The seller finally says, okay, you're right. It's 5% less. I understand I can buy a house. I'm trading up. I can understand I can buy a house that's also 5% less. So actually I'm doing well, but now they're too late. Of course, now the buyer says, oh, it's actually now seven or 8% off the mark. And so you get this little bit of a gap, this time process that it takes for sellers to adjust to the new reality of the market. And that's what I say when I started about the, the foundation or the, you know, we're back to a good foundation. Prices are not going down, they're going up, they're going up at realistic good rates, you know, three, four, five percent year over year. And uh, and so you've got this meeting of the minds again of buyers and sellers, sellers understanding what their home is worth, and also understanding that they're in a good position, even if they're getting maybe 10% off of what they would have got in the peak of April 2017, because they can also purchase for 10 or more percent off 
what they're trading to. So it's uh, it's good. And, and, and again, you throw on top of that, uh, as you've mentioned, uh, the drop in the stress test amount for testing the mortgages for underwriting purposes and just the overall drop in the uh, in the interest rates. Now, does that perspective apply to the condo market as well? Yeah, so the condo market, the, the nice thing is the, the condo market, what it represents is a more affordable unit for a family, right, whether it's an individual or couple or family with kids. And so condos never really adjusted the same extent as the freehold, or I'll call it the detached, semi-detached townhouse market in York Region. Um, there are, And there are fewer condos in York Region overall, right, as a percentage in central Toronto, you know, south of uh, 401, you're over 50% of sales now that are condo versus freehold. In the York region, you're looking at it's maybe 20% of sales. So it's a much smaller market, but from a price perspective, it didn't have to adjust as much because the prices were uh, more affordable overall. So if you've got a, you know, detached dwelling that in the in the York region that got over a million dollars as the price, the condo uh, would have been you know, $500,000 is average price, you know, in that region. So it's it's a more affordable product. The stress test had less impact on it because of that. And uh, buyers obviously were able to afford in this adjusting period and can still afford today. And also when you look at the condo market and, and you've seen it increase about 20, 25% in terms of number of sales, sure, a lot of that was driven by the stress test and people qualifying for less than they would have a couple of years ago. But also this shift in the mix has contributed a lot to the perception that price is falling because the average price has come down. Just like you said, the average detached is over a million dollars. The average condo is around 500. So when you have more condos selling, that's going to give the perception that price is dropping. But like you said, we're seeing healthy increases throughout. So when you're comparing apples to apples and detached to detached or townhouses to townhouses, these are all going up 3 to 4%, which we need to stress that prices are going to continue to go up. And as inventory starts to come down, as people come off the fence, buyers come off the fence, we're going to see a, a healthy market drive sales. Yeah, absolutely. I, there, I mean, there's other strong fundamentals on top of interest rates too, right? So the GTA generally has had very good, strong job growth over the last few years. You know, unemployment rates are at historically low levels. You've got, you know, s- sectors or industries such as IT, artificial intelligence, the financial services market, including insurance, bank, investment, all have been hiring at rapid paces and creating jobs at rapid pace over the last few years. So you, yeah, and on top of that, you've actually got the wolf effect from the stock market, which has done well, both in the U.S. and Canada. So people are feeling that they've got more wealth and can invest. And those are fundamentally good, strong things for the market over the short term and long term. And then, of course, you hit the GTA, and this is what we all talk about as a long-term trend, and I know you know this, Asif. it's that the um, the number of immigrants who settle in the GTA, so Canada is now taking in more immigrants than ever from uh, other countries, we're up to over 300,000 coming into Canada, and traditionally 40% of those people settled in the GTA, so we're now talking about 140,000 people who are settling every year in the GTA, and you look at, you know, if the average um, household has two to three people, you're talking about a need of, of 40,000 to 50,000 new homes constructed every year just to meet that demand. And we're only uh, constructing about 30 to 35 right now 
both condo and ground oriented. So fundamentally, there is an inventory problem, right? There is too much demand for the supply. Um, you've got great economic fundamentals, both on the interest rate side and on the job growth side. And all of those mean that absolutely what you said, as if prices are not going down, they are going up. If anything, this, you know, three, four, five percent, if anything, it probably will increase, right? So, you know, a key message for people if they don't have it yet, and I think there still is some misunderstanding out there, is that if you're a buyer, if you, you know, haven't been to your mortgage lender, go back again, see if you qualify. There are great opportunities in the market now, and it doesn't make sense to wait. You know, you need a home, you need to live in it. It's it's great to pay yourself as opposed to paying a landlord or someone else. And so fundamentally, there's just really no reason why a buyer should be sitting on the sidelines now. Great information, Cam. If our listeners want to get a hold of you, what's the easiest way to do that? Yeah, couple of ways. Uh, if, uh, our website, www.realtronhomes.com, all of my information is there. And my number here is 905-944-8800. Thanks, Cam. We'll look forward to talking to you again. Thanks very much. Seth, take care. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On The Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions, and the first one comes from Jesse in Markham. They purchased a new construction home two years ago, and it should finally be ready to move in this fall. What should she do right now to prepare her current home to sell in October? Asif? Well, Jesse, that's a great question, and first of all, congratulations on the new home purchase. What you want to do first and foremost is make sure the exterior of your home is done well. This is a perfect time for you to be cleaning up outside, painting window trims, doors, garages, anything that you can do to spruce up the outside of your home. Inside, you want to declutter. You want to make sure you have a fresh coat of paint. And then when people walk in, they're walking, able to walk through without having to climb over furniture or tables or chairs. So make sure you declutter. Use the garage or the basement if you have to, to store the extra furniture that you're not going to use. Have a realtor come through. We can walk through and tell you exactly what you need to do, what you need to move, what you need to take down. And that way you have a better idea. And that takes about it's a two or three week prep period. So we should be getting into your home early September, maybe just after Labor Day so that we can guide you and let you know what you need to do to set this home up. October is a good time to sell. There's not a lot of competition, so you'll be able to do well. Now, it's not just about decluttering. I've heard you talk about this a great deal. Sometimes you actually have to, you know, maybe paint, maybe change a countertop, right? Exactly, because there's a lot of stuff that when we live in a home, we don't really see. So you almost have to walk through as the next buyer and see what's in your home. It's it's very different than when you're walking into your home where you walk into a home that you want to purchase. You see things that even the homeowner doesn't see. So make sure you walk through your home 
as a purchaser, not as the homeowner. And can you really do that realistically? Because I think that often we get um, very defensive about the way we've decorated our homes, and we don't want to change anything because it's perfect just the way it is. What do you say to those clients? It's it's tough. I, I'll walk into my home and not see stuff. I'll walk into a client's home and say, wow, why would they put that over there? And I'll walk back into my home and say, wow, I still have that same thing right there. <laughs> so it's really hard when we live there because you get so used to things. You don't even see them anymore. It's it's like white noise. It's no different than living next to train tracks for 10 years. And someone will come in and say, I can't believe you live next to, to the train. And you won't even know because that's just a part of your home. You don't even hear that train anymore. So it's it's just like that when you walk into a home and see clutter that you don't really know it's clutter because you live there and see it every day. And that's probably why you need an agent or someone on the outside to kind of come in and say, yeah, you really should change that coat of paint in that room or change that countertop. So we're looking at it from you know, a, a different set of eyes. And we're looking at it from a buyer's perspective as to what the buyer is going to point out because we deal with buyers all the time. So we know what they're looking for. We know what's going to be attractive to them and be able to draw them through your house. So you got to trust us on that. Okay, our next question comes from Tom in Newmarket. He wants to know if condos are still a good investment or did he miss the opportunity to buy when the prices were lower? Condos are a great investment. Sure, there was a a great opportunity previously, but it's the same as houses. If you would have bought a house 15, 20 years ago, the values right now, you'd be looking at it and laughing. So to get into the market, there's never a bad time. The, The best time is right now because the longer you wait, the more the condo prices will go up. So right now you're looking at maybe six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars a square foot in New York region. That's going to climb. Toronto is selling at fourteen, fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars a square foot right now. So there's a lot of room in the nine hundred five for you to be able to invest in a condo and get a great deal. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can contact me at four one six nine eight five con. That's four one six nine eight five. Five four two six. And just before we go, this week's hot listing and joining us next is Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. Thanks, Tina. This week's hot listing is a huge four-bedroom home. It's over three thousand square feet, but it sits on a massive, huge lot. We're talking fifty by two hundred five, and it's located in a great area of Richmond Hill as well, right at Nineteenth and Young. Asif, what do you think about this property? Great area. I mean, in the 19th and Young area, it's the, the Oak Ridges area, it's it's really growing. You've seen so many changes over the last 10 years in that area. You've got great schools, French immersion schools. There's a couple of French immersion schools right in that area. It's It's a phenomenal area. And now with the Young Street subway in the works, it's going to get even more popular because people are going to want to move there because now the accessibility to the city is so much better. Absolutely. We saw what happened here in Vaughan and we know that's going to happen in Richmond Hill as well. Heather, one more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. This property is located at 72 Brookside Drive and is listed at $1,780,000. For more information, they can contact Helen Liu at 905-554-5522. Thanks, Heather. You're welcome, Tina. Asif, that's our show for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.